0: You are now listening to the London International Christian Church podcast. You are incredible. Father, you have, that you have shown us the true way to live, Father. I pray, Father, that you speak through me today, God. I pray, Father, that you move me aside, God. I pray, Father, that we encourage, Father, that we are challenged. But more than challenged, Father, I pray that we are inspired, God. Yes. Father, I don't want to be a challenged man, Father, who walks around with a serious face the whole time. I want to be an inspired man who's putting the challenges into action, Father. I pray, God, that you're with us this morning, Father, and that you show us a little bit more of you, who you are, Father, and what you want us to do. So Jesus, now I pray, Amen. Amen. Turn to Matthew chapter 13. Uh, No, sorry, chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7. It says in verse 13, Enter through the narrow gate. For wide is the gate, and broad is the road that leads to destruction. And many enter through it. But small is the gate, and narrow the road that leads to life. And only a few find it. See, Jesus has always been challenging. Whenever Jesus came to the picture, it has never been boring. People always had an attitude towards him, either a good one or a bad one. And Jesus tells the truth. He's like, look, guys, if you want to live an awesome life, it will be very, very difficult. Have you ever done uh, slacklining? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Slackline, where you put a, a, a rope, or what is it? a slag, whatever you call it. It's, it's a rope you put in between two trees and it's very, very narrow and you want to balance on it. And people can jump on it. Yeah, you walk on it. People jump on it. And it's very, very difficult. But it's a lot of fun if you can actually do it. I cannot. <laughs> but I believe this is also spiritually true. We have to spiritually slagline. We got to be on that narrow thing and walk and balance our way to heaven. It's not easy. And that is true of everything. Right? If you want to find life, it will not be easy. See, today's lesson is entitled, The Path of Glory. See, Jesus went to glory. He, he showed us God's glory. And we are all fired up about Jesus' life. We are all fired up. We're like, we want to imitate Jesus. Okay, how be, How is it? How, how do you feel about being persecuted as a baby? Right, right when Jesus was born, he was persecuted. How about fleeing to a different country because somebody wants to kill you as a baby? How about a family that is so poor that you can't even be born in a hospital in the normal way? How to be a king and be born in between animals. See these are the things that we are not that excited about. How about walking around in life and you train our people and they are excited about you because you give them so much. But then they only love the stuff that you give them and not you. How about preaching the whole time and, and and then getting death threats all over. Right? How about giving your heart to everybody and nobody appreciates it? Right? We all talk about Jesus. We're all like, man, he's awesome. He's incredible. Let us be like Jesus. You know, you know what? The path of glory is very inglorious. And this is what we have to understand. See, we know this from the very beginning. It says in First Peter... That only eight were saved back in the day. Right? It has always been difficult. It has always been a difficult part to follow God. And so many people find it hard to believe that only eight were saved in the day of Noah. How can God be so cruel that He only saves eight people? Well, how can we be so cruel to God that we just disrespect Him the whole time? How how can we be so disrespectful and just treat his his creation so badly? And times have times not have not changed, even inside the church, right? This was written to disciples. In John chapter six, we have the same thing. Jesus preaching, Jesus feeding people, Jesus doing everything for other people, and then he's coming up with this teaching. He said, guys, you're fired up about all the things that I give you, but now I'll teach you a little bit about what I'm all about. And in John 6, verse 60, it says, On hearing it, many of his disciples said, This is hard teaching. Who can accept it? Right? A lot of people are fired up about God. But then it comes down to what it really means to follow Him. And then they say, let me go on the broad, broad, uh, broad path. Let me just go the easy way out. Let me not go on the narrow path. Come on. Let me just jump out a little bit. Yeah. It's a, it says in verse 66, From this time, many of His disciples turned back and no longer followed Him. Yeah. See, this could be us. Yeah. Every single day. Yeah. You know, it is, it is tough to have an awesome life. Yeah. You know, a lot of people including myself, I've tried to live a a life with a healthy diet, with exercise, with with getting up early, and so on. And I've jumped so many times back to just being comfortable. Right? This year is the first year where I actually do it every single day. It's the first year in 28 years that uh, that I'm actually doing it. But it's not easy. And it's awesome to watch the people that you do it with. And one of my closest friends is Luke. And I love Luke. You know, and, and I love to, to see how I struggle but also how he struggles. Um, and because because these things when you when you walk on the difficult path, you will see your breaking points. You will see when you can't do it anymore or when where you where actually your heart comes out. And you have these mornings where you you, you know the alarm goes off at five. And then either I fall away and don't want to get up or he falls away. And you know, at the beginning of the year, I was like, man, Luke is so disciplined. Luke is incredible and he's like, uh, you know, he's, he's this guy. And But the cool thing, and, he, and he's like this for a couple of weeks and months and so on. But now it really comes out. Now it's like, oh man, bro, I hoped you wouldn't get up. I hoped that you would say... Let's just not go to the gym today. You know, I I really hope that you would lower it. No, no. But this is how you get to know people, right? You got to get to know where people are really at. Right? In Matthew chapter 28, we see that only 11 of his disciples were really sold out. See, Jesus fed thousands of people. Jesus healed thousands of people. Jesus helped so many people and only 11 were sold out only 11 he entrusted with evangelizing the whole world what does that mean? it's a dangerous and difficult path not many people want to hear it that is too difficult a lot of people go to uni and a lot of people drop out when I went to uni you know when my dad went to uni it was something where where people were like wow you go to university respect now when you don't go to uni people be like what you don't go to uni yeah, yeah, yeah. but when they graduate you're like wow i respect you for graduating because a lot of people most of them drop out yeah. right most of the people when i studied in germany so many we were the biggest course and so many dropped out <laughs> and it's sad to see because people just do not want to go the hard way but i believe that you know a lot of people I love, I, I love the Holy Spirit, right? I, I believe that the Holy Spirit is solely with us because I was actually going to use Luke chapter 9, uh, the, the verse that uh, Michael was using. Um, it says in Luke chapter 9, verse 51, As the time approached for him to be taken up to heaven, Jesus resolutely set out for Jerusalem. See, this was the time where he headed to Jerusalem to get crucified. Right. This was the Jesus. Said, okay, now it really starts. Now this journey starts. I believe there a lot of people wanna do awesome things, but they don't start their journey because it's like a box you have to jump. Right? You got you got to jump up and you got to be like you, you got to be ready. You know, when you sign up for the gym, you're like, I gotta commit to this. But then you, then you lurk over the box and you're like, oh man, but then I have to get up early in the morning. Oh no. Oh no. And then I, I'll be sore. Oh no. You know, I hate lukewarm workouts. You know, we, we do a workout at the moment, look at myself, it's called the German volume training. Um, and what it is, is you do 10 sets of 10. And you do only three exercises on each muscle group. So one day is chest, and you do three, three exercises on chest, 10-10. So you do 300 reps on just one muscle. Wow. And, and, and my, my first workout with that, you know, I was a little bit lukewarm on that day, and I was like, man, let me j- I've never done this before. Let me just go low in weight. It was terrible. I did it. And, and you know, you... you 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 look forward to the pain in the morning. Like, oh man, I I did something. And I woke up and nothing. (laughs) (laughs) That is terrible. (laughs) That is terrible. I started the journey the wrong way. But then the next day was was triceps. And I killed it. And my triceps only healed by today. It was so pain anyway. Right? But we got to set out resolutely. We got to go and start the journey. Point number one start the journey see some people or some disciples even they think that the journey starts when you get baptized no this is when you get saved but you can easily fall away even in your first week you can become lukewarm right up but like, yeah I know that you put a lot of energy and love into me but I just don't want to give I just want to get my cheap salvation Right, I made some hard hard line decisions, but now I just want to chill a little bit. I want to challenge you to start the journey. See as he was starting, it says in verse 57, as they were walking along the road, a man said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. See as Jesus went on his journey, there were people who were like, man, I'm excited about you and I want to follow you. And Jesus replied, Foxes have dens, and birds have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay His head. In other words, you will not have a home if you follow Me. As disciples, we rely totally on God. We do not chill and have our comfortable spots. If we want to follow Jesus, see there's a lot of people who want to follow Jesus, they're really excited about it, but they don't want to count the cost of what it really means. Then in verse 59, it says, he said to another man. So now Jesus is actually pr- uh, approaching uh, people. He's evangelizing now. He's like, follow me. But he replied, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. Excuses. You know, wanting, putting, putting your family before God. Yeah. Right? And most probably his dad wasn't even dead yet. Basie was saying, let me just wait until my dad dies and then I have no more responsibilities in my family and then I will follow you. But God goes, no, no, you got to follow me right up. Jesus said to him, let the dead bury their own dead. But you go and proclaim the good and the kingdom of God. See as disciples, we got to preach the word. He's like, don't worry about all the things in your life. Just preach the good news. Now the question is, do you preach the good news? I've seen some disciples preach the bad news. You know, preach the bad news. Being sad all the time. And oh yeah, the Christian life is so difficult. It is so hard. It's really a narrow path. And it is so difficult to do all that stuff. See, when, when we... Um, Last year when I came and we went to the GLC uh, We had a little meeting with the, with the staff and and uh, Mikey gave us some awesome instructions on how to deal or behave at the GLC okay. and He gave all of us some instructions um, And he made it very very he was very sensitive about it He went guys at the GLC. I don't want any of you guys to be depressed. No no, sitting in the corner. No looking sad. No no, just wanting some me time. Dumb. All right, amen. Right? Some of us... I used to preach the bad news all the time. Being sad all the time. Being not fired up. And being like all consumed with myself. Like, oh my gosh, can I do this? And what about the money? And what about this? And oh, I need to... Gosh, just preach the good news. (laughs) Goodness, it seems like you have not received the good news, right? But I look at Joe Willis who converted me and he for sure preaches the good news. He's doing awesome things down there in Australia, in New Zealand, in Hong Kong. Dean and India got engaged yesterday, which is awesome. and so, so I had to look at myself and be like, man, do I actually preach the good news or the bad news? As Christians, we got to preach the good news. Amen. By this we will grow. If you have not preached the good news, or if you are doing terrible spiritually, it's mostly because you're not preaching the good news. Because yes. you're not fired up for God. You think about your life too much. You think about yourself. You know what Satan did? Thought about himself. Yes. Then he fell. And now he's... Abandoned by God, right? He's like, you are not with me anymore. This can happen to us. We can fall away because we simply do not preach the Word. It says in verse 61, still another said, I will follow you. See, there's a lot of people who want to follow God. There's a lot of people who want to follow Jesus, but on their terms. says, I want to follow you, Lord, but first let me go back and say goodbye to my family. So, man, let me just be a little bit more sentimental. Let me be a little bit more like, like not that my mom gets an attitude. You know, I got to explain to them everything. I got to explain. I want them to understand me first and give me their blessing. And then I can really follow God. But Jesus says, no one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the service in the kingdom of God. See, we got to go straight forward. We can't look back and be sentimental about our jobs, sentimental about our families, or anything. We gotta give up everything to follow God. Amen. In Acts chapter nine, Come on we have Paul getting baptized, first blinded, then healed, still not saved. Has a has a personal. Uh, Interaction with Jesus, straight up, and he's still not saved. Right. Um, he gets healed by Ananias, and then he finally washes his sins away, he gets baptized. And then it says in verse tw- uh, 19, it says, Saul spent several days with the disciples in Damascus. At once he began to preach in the synagogues that Jesus is the Son of God. See, beforehand he was solely against Jesus. Paul was totally against Jesus. Yeah. And now he gets baptized, he gets it, and now he preaches Jesus. All those who heard him were astonished and asked, Isn't he the man who raised havoc in Jerusalem among those who call on his name? And hasn't he come here to take them as prisoners to chief priests? Yet Saul grew more and more powerful and baffled the Jews living in Damascus by proving that Jesus is the Messiah. See, Paul went out straight up and preached the word. If you want to do well as a disciple, you got to preach the word. The question is only have you started your journey? Have you started your journey? Come on, preach. If not, it's time to change. Yes. You got to start the journey. There's a young individual here in this room who I'm very impressed by. He's from Cyprus, and his name is Khan. Khan is incredible. Khan is a UCL student, and um, he says astrophysics. He's a brain. Wow. He's incredible. We, we, he came out to Bible Talk. Uh, two months ago I believe and then we set up a study with him and we and he didn't believe in God at all nothing he was like well let me just figure it out and so I like the group and so on and you know and then we met up for the first Bible study and he brought his own Bible without anyone telling him and it's a nice one it's like a leather thing and it you know some of us buy like when we say the bible buy like the two pound paper thing and yeah it's cheap and you know let me because it know i gotta go all, all in no this is god i gotta give god the glory even though i don't believe in it. <laughs> right he's reading his bible he's reading he has read through all the all the gospels he's read through acts and so on and and um you know then he I, I texted him on WhatsApp, and then there was no reply. I was like, man, is it, has he fallen away? Has he, has he left us? And so, right, all these things. And then he sends me a text. Bro, no iPhone anymore. Uh, no WhatsApp. I'm like, okay, man. What phone do you have? I've got a Nokia. <laughs> you know, went back to having a Nokia without internet and, and so on. He's like, I got it. And then he calls a bloke a the next day. And he goes, bro, I've sold some of my possessions. Wow. The Bible is changing me. And then Luke goes, you know what, there's a guy from Cyprus, his name is Joseph, and he sold his field. (laughs) Isn't that awesome? And Khan is incredible. Khan is awesome. And he goes, the first thing, the most important thing to, to him is, is simply um having awesome relationships and in the world we don't have awesome relationships so we we do the discipleship study on we do the discipleship study on um friday and we go through the first points and he goes yeah that's all good denying yourself and so on and praying yeah yeah but but what about you know how can we really change so we get to john chapter 13. Thirty-four and thirty-five, and we gotta love each other. So why do we have to pray? Well, we gotta pray to deny ourselves. We gotta pray to evangelize, right? We gotta pray to to uh, give up everything. We gotta pray to be close to God, and we gotta pray to love each other. <laughs> you know, a lot of times this is the hardest thing, right? You're like, "Let me love." Okay, okay Amen. You know that even the group of disciples they were very dysfunctional. Yeah. I don't know if you knew, but one of the guys was zealot and another one was the tax collector and everybody hated the tax collector especially the zealots yes. and now Jesus goes hey guys you got to love each other and then their fel- face fell yeah. I got to love Matthew are you kidding me he's like yep <laughs> how much? <laughs> as much as I have loved you <laughs> oh that's a lot you just washed our feet <laughs> yep why don't you wash his feet right now <laughs> right? I don't know but we need prayer for that right yeah. and he goes man this is so true and so Khan is doing it. You know, he's like, man, I still struggled with believing everything. But I want to do it. And by doing it, I will believe it. <laughs> See, this is the whole point. If you want to get strong as a disciple, you gotta start your journey. Yeah. The biggest thing that keeps us from the journey is pain. Yeah. Yeah. But you got to understand the value of pain. Point number two. The value of pain. Three. Romans chapter 5. Oh. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. It says in Romans 5, starting in verse 3. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings. Because we know, I love the Bible. It's about knowing it, right? It's all about knowledge. That's about a a funny feeling. You know, when you want to grow and you know that you got to go through pain, you also know that will take you further ahead. It's all about knowledge. We know that suffering is good. It says we know that suffering produces perseverance, Mm -hmm. and perseverance, character, and character, hope. See, if you don't want to grow up, just don't go through the pain. If you want to stay immature, just don't go through pain. You know, if you want to not be successful in life, just avoid every pain that you have to go through. Mm. Right? Pain is the most important thing. Without friction, there's no growth. we got to go through pain. And I see that totally in working out. I believe that working out trains your mind. I totally believe that. I totally believe that waking up early in the morning trains your mind. I believe that everything, cycling, even when your squats are burning like crazy, trains your mind. I believe that if you put more and more physical strain on your body, it trains your mind. See, I want to control my pain a little bit. I don't want to give all control to life. I can't control life at all. But I can prepare for it. Yeah. see I want to train so that I can be prepared when life throws whatever it wants at me I would to know how to deal with these things because I've dealt with it in the gym I've dealt with it early in the morning when I didn't want to get up but my alarm sang to me good morning sunshine you don't have to be sad. Right? This is, my, this is still my alarm. I have a German song that tells me every single morning good morning sunshine you don't have to be sad. Right? And so on. <laughs> right? All these kind of things. And, and Luke gets fired up as, as well and you know I wanted to steal him from uh, I wanted to steal him for the German mission team. Um, you know and, and you know i I tried to sneak it in and, and so, but but I know that this one will most likely not happen and stuff and and, and Luke is awesome. you can't. Right? So Luke totally started his journey. Luke totally started his journey. I have not seen many um, who got baptized and are in the ministry like six, seven, eight months later. I have not seen many guys who had a good job and gave it up just like this. You know, I haven't, I haven't seen many disciples who are as open as he is. I haven't seen many disciples who... who <laughs> it's interesting, right? We, we walked back the other day from the gym and he goes dom it's so interesting you know in the world when before i was a christian when i had two thousand pounds on my bank account i went man now it's getting a little tricky now a little low on money right now but you know what right now i have 40 pounds and i think i have so much money left that's like two weeks of food that is awesome right Your, your life just changes and then the next day he goes, Dom, you know what? I'm, I've been thinking about this. You know that I wanted to go to journey, but I'm thinking about all these cities here in England. Manchester, Nottingham, Yorkshire. Oh, we got to save these people. we got to save them. Are you on your journey? Are you on the journey to go through pain? First Peter chapter 4. See, the disciples have always struggled with that. But I want to be like Peter who writes these things. Not someone who has to receive it all the time. Right? I, I wanna be a guy who's challenging people. Stop being stop struggling with pain so much. Just accept it, know it. Become more mature. It says in First Peter 4 verse 12, it says, Dear friends, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal that has come on you to test you. See, all these things are there to test you. But are you mature? If you're mature, you can you can stand it. You can stand strong, right? It says has come on you to test you as though something strange were happening to you. You know these societies, like, man. I don't know why. You don't. I woke up early in the morning. I was really moody. I don't know why. <laughs> Gosh, when I get up in the morning, I'm not all happy. This is why I need a song. Right, don't be, don't be sad, bro. Okay, man. And I just accepted that for the first 10 minutes, I just go around and I'm like, I want to go to bed, I want to go to bed, I want to go. But then after a while you just get over it, you're like, "Oh, now I'm fine." Right? And after the workout, you're like, man, I'm so glad I did it." But after you slept again, you went back to bed, you go, "Man, I should have should have done it, man. Should have done it. Should have pushed myself a little bit through the pain, right? Yeah. And then it, it leads you to not do it tomorrow either, right? You, you, you get tempted to just stop the next day as well. Like, oh, let me just tell a little more. Let me a little bit be de- depressed and sad about who I really am. Okay, right? so it says in verse 13, But rejoice inasmuch as you participate in the sufferings of Christ, so that you may be overjoyed when His glory is revealed. Yeah. See, the Bible promises now already that we have to suffer in this lifetime. The Bible promises us that we will be overjoyed in heaven. Yeah. But we will not necessarily be overjoyed here. But I believe that you are going to find your joy in God. Yeah. you got to find your, go- your joy in God the whole time. Yeah. Even in Luke chapter 10, when, when the disciples come back, they're like, man, it was awesome because we drove out demons, we healed. And so Jesus goes like, yeah, that's fine, man. I saw Satan come down and all these things and way better things than you. Way crazier things that everybody would get excited about. But you should be rejoicing because you are saved. Yeah. This is simply it. See, we only have a little glimpse of heaven right now here. We have the kingdom, and we have the knowledge that we are saved. Amen. But we got to go through pain, and we shouldn't be surprised about all these things. James chapter 1. Amen. It says in verse 2, Consider pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know, again, It's about knowing things. It's not about feeling things. See, I want to know when I don't do well, I can lose my salvation. I better know these things. I better know if I leave God, I go to hell. I better know this. It's not about feeling. And I better know that if I do well, I will gain salvation. Because you know that the testing of your faith, again, it's testing your faith. It's all testing it. Produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. See, maturity comes from pain. Mm. Yeah. A lot of people say, oh, you can't challenge people on being mature. I totally believe so. Yeah. Mm. I can be like, you're so immature because you run away from pain. Mm. Wow. If you would only expect, accept your pain, you would be so mature. You could be doing so great things just running away from pain. That's why you're immature. And now you're sad because you have pain because of your sin. I'm not pitying you. That's your fault. Stop pitying yourself. Start loving God and loving the test and loving the pain. Again, breaking points. See I it's so funny. Uh, when I trained for the marathon in Sydney a sister came to me she's like man today I cried through my through my run. I'm like why would you cry? It's so difficult. I go, Really? I don't I don't believe that. And so right and I was like, I would never cry when I work out or do something. And then I, I we had we had triceps, the day of triceps, right? The tricep day or whatever you want to call it. And you, you start off with skull crushes, right? And, and they're okay. They, they, they're okay, you know, like getting used to the movement. I haven't done them a lot. But then you do dips. So I did dips Even without assistance. So I was, I was very proud of myself that I could do it. Tossin told me to do it to do weighted dips. I'm like, let me let me first do mine now with my 75 kilo- kilograms, but I did it, right? I was like, man, I'm so fired up that I did my di-. And then you do pull downs. So you take a thing and you pull down, right? You did the thing. I, I was on set seven out of 10. And then it was the seventh, seventh rep on that set. And I went, Seven. And in my head, in my head, I go, two more. No. Eight. Nine. Ten. And I almost cried in my workout. I said, what the heck? But that was my breaking point. Oh, yeah. I almost cried in my work I yeah, imagine yeah. these guys sitting there yeah. <laughs> 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 Right? But this is how you can feel sometimes yeah, totally. We gotta value the pain down, Gotta value it yeah. Yeah. Point number three uh-huh. How do you stay on the path of glory? <laughs> right? There's a real question now because now I gave you the reason why you should love pain and so on, but how to actually do it. Mm. Right? Because that's the real thing. Turn to Second Chronicles. Okay. Come on Second <clears throat> Chronicles chapter twenty six. There's a king called Uzziah. He was reigning in Judah and it says in verse four He did what was right in the eyes of the Lord Amen. just as his father Amaz- Amaziah had done. He sought God during the days of Zechariah, who instructed him in the fear of God. See, we need discipling relationships. Yes. We need somebody who's stronger spiritually, who instructs us, not about the love of God, but about the fear of God. Oh. The fear of God will lead to the love of God. Yes, it will. And it says, And as long as he sought the Lord, God gave him success. See, we got to see God every day. If we don't see God, we will not make it. Only if we see God will we be successful. We got to pray. Jesus prayed, Matthew chapter 26. He went and sought God. And as long as Uzziah sought God, he was successful. It says then in verse 16 But after Uzziah became powerful, His pride led to his downfall. See, sometimes God blesses us so much and we lose track of God. We stop being grateful. Like, now I've arrived. Now I've done it, right? Now I've done all these great things. It says he was unfaithful to the Lord, his God, and entered the temple of the Lord to burn incense on the altar of incense. See, he stepped into a role that wasn't meant for him. See, if if God gives us success, we can get prideful. I I pray to God every single day, please keep me humble. Please help me to humble myself every single day. See, once he, he lost track of God and he stopped seeking Him, he wasn't successful anymore. It says in verse 20, It says, when Azariah the chief priest and all the other priests looked at him, they saw that he had leprosy on his forehead. (laughs) See, this king, he was so successful, he was close to God, and then he left the path. He started to go on the Broadway. He wanted to walk the Broadway. You know? He went out and he started to be, man, I can burn, like, sacrifice now. I'm awesome, and I'm this guy, and I can be God. I can be over God. I, can, I don't fear God anymore. I, I, I'm so awesome, and I can do it myself. And then the man uh, the, the of God confronts him. And he gets super ticked, if you read the couple of verses beforehand. And then they all run out. like They're like, oh my gosh, now he gets leprosy on his forehead. See, the whole point is this. Leprosy is always a, 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 a symbol of sin, Right? When we leave God, there will be so much sin in our lives and will destroy us, right? And the funny thing is, the leprosy started on his head, right? It's always the mind that leads us. It's always our head that leads us away from God. Because if we start thinking the wrong way, and we think that we are awesome... We will have a lot of sin in our lives. Yeah. And then we will not do anything awesome. See, this guy Sardov strong. He had an awesome disciple. Mm. Right? He had an awesome discipler. And he messed it up at the end of his life and he died lost. Yeah. See, we gotta imitate the men of God in our lives. Yeah. In Philippians chapter 4. Is it fall? Sorry, Philippians chapter 3, it says, in verse 12, Paul says here, "...not that I have already obtained all this, I have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining to what is ahead." I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. See, Paul at the end of his life, a couple of verses before, he says, I want to know Christ. And then he he says, I want to finish strong. And if you keep on reading, it speaks about how we are to imitate him and the people who live like him. I want all of us to follow God. I want to challenge you. Have you started your journey? Or are you running away from the pain? And to God be all the glory. We would like to thank you for listening to that episode of the podcast. If you would like video versions of these episodes, whether it's sermon highlights or interviews, feel free to check us out on our website or view them on our YouTube channel. That's londonchurch.org.uk that's L-O-N-D-O-N-C-H-U-R-C-H dot And for all other updates and information, whether it's services, events or devotionals, you can find all that on our website also. Once again, we'd like to thank you for listening and we'll catch you on the next one.